Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always agree with her, but she's the one in the driver's seat. This is The Roy Green Show with special guest host Alex Pearson on the Chorus Radio Network. Sunday afternoon, you're listening to The Roy Green Show here. I'm Alex Pearson, in for Roy. He will be back with you next weekend. Now, if you don't know me, then you wouldn't know that for many, many years my background was in court reporting. So whenever I see big cases getting a lot of attention, I, you know, my ears kind of perk up and I I like to watch. But uh, finally, we've got uh, America's former favorite dad getting a court date. And this surprised me. This is after, you know, years of accusations and a whole lot of denial. But, yeah, Bill Cosby going on trial, I think uh, expected in the spring. He faces three counts of aggravated indecent assault in connection with a case that dates all the way back to 2004. And that is the employee uh, of a Temple University. And she's a Canadian woman. Her name, Andrea Constant. And the allegation is that she went to Cosby's Philadelphia home that he allegedly drugged and incapacitated her, and that she was unable to consent consent to sex. So this is the first charge to come out and the first case to go forward. I should mention more than 50 women have come forward claiming that Cosby sexually assaulted them over four decades. And this is the only, unless a case pops up, that occurred outside the statute of limitation. So you have to ask, you know, can Cosby get a fair trial after all this time? And why not settle it as he has done with so many others? Well, let's talk to the woman who I think we should give a lot of credit to for probably getting this case before a court. Because before, you know, she started speaking up, I'm not sure it would have gotten this kind of attention, likely because no one would have believed it. Gloria Allred joins me now. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Alex. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I should point out that you're not the lawyer specifically for the woman in this case, but certainly um, you know better than anybody um, how, how important and, you know, I think surprising that this case actually did get before a judge. Uh, yes, and that is because uh, the uh, prosecutor in the case believes that he has enough evidence uh, to go to trial and to attempt to persuade a jury that Mr. Cosby should be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Of course, uh, we'll have to see whether uh, whether he is correct or not, because one never knows what a jury is going to do. Mm-hmm. But certainly it's very important that, first, that uh, Mr. Cosby was indicted, and secondly, that there was a, well, the, that there was a preliminary hearing, I should say, uh, in which a court felt that there was sufficient evidence to require Mr. Cosby to stand trial, and uh, that now a trial date has been set for June 2017. I think it's going, of course, the defense is going to continue to make various arguments. Uh, for one, they want to try to change venue, meaning try to change it to a different location other than in Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, they won't, uh, it's, it's reported they'd like to choose to, to send it to Philadelphia, uh, which would give them a different jury pool. And uh, my sense of it is they think it would be a more favorable jury pool than they would get in uh, Montgomery County, where it, it currently is. Uh, in addition, they're trying to suppress that phone call with Andrea's mother that Mr. Cosby had, uh, which uh, was recorded and which uh, the prosecutor would like to uh, be able to have an evidence at the trial uh, in which uh, Mr. Cosby is, uh, you know, there's a question as to whether he can, knew that he was being recorded. Uh, uh, you know, he apparently did speak with the mother uh, who was in Canada at the time. Um, the reports are that in Canada it is not, it, one par- only one party need consent to the recording so that even if the, if the mother knew that she was recording, uh, which apparently she did, and even if Mr. Cosby did not know or did not consent, and of course the prosecutor is arguing that he did know and did consent, but even if he didn't, that that phone call should be able to come into evidence. Mr. Cosby has various you know, arguments as to why that should not take place. Um, and um, so those are some of the issues. Another issue is that on Tuesday of this week, Alex, the, the prosecutor made a motion. Uh, he wants to be able to put on testimony at the trial of other accusers, 13 other accusers of Mr. Cosby. The defense, of course, you know, uh, is going to object. Under Pennsylvania law, there is a legal notion, a legal co- doctrine and concept called prior bad acts, so that if there are other accusers who could testify to other prior bad acts by Mr. Cosby that essentially would be the same or similar that would tend to prove a signature crime that he had a pattern or practice of doing what is what he is alleged to have done to Andrea uh, to others that those accusers may be able to testify. Of course, the defense is going to object and try to exclude them. The defense is going to try to argue that that's more prejudicial than probative, you know, that it would tend to prejudice Mr. Cosby's right to a fair trial, uh, and the prosecutor, of course, would argue that this will help to get to the truth. It's more probative. And so we'll have to wait and see what the judge decides on that as to the 13 other accusers. Um, there's going to have to be a hearing. There's no date for that hearing yet, but I do think that's going to be really important to the case. Certainly. You know, sex assault cases on both sides of the border are always very, very difficult if there's no uh, physical evidence. And I don't know if there's physical evidence in this case. I assume because of the, the, you know, given the time that's gone by, there wouldn't be. But it's always very difficult because it often becomes a he said, she said uh, situation. But, you know, without the testimony of those other women or that phone recording, it would be almost impossible, um, I think, to proceed, no? Well, I don't want to say that because, of course, Andrea's testimony, which she did not give at the preliminary hearing, she wasn't required to, but which she will give at the trial, that's evidence. Uh, If Mr. Cosby made any admissions on that phone call, uh, then that, and if that phone call can be admitted, that's also more evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, the jury will have to decide the weight of any evidence after it's deemed admissible. And that's going to be something for the jury to decide. Uh, what other evidence there may be, we'll have to wait and see. Um, 
course, he did enter into uh, what was supposed to be a confidential settlement with her. Mm-hmm. He did pay her, apparently, an amount of money. Uh, but that's not necessarily, you know, can be, from a legal point of view, construed as an admission. Well, the bottom line is we'll have to wait to see what other evidence there is and what the defenses are. Can the former testimony in other civil matters be brought into this? Is that what you're referring to with these other 13 women? Well, actually, with the other 13 women, and I don't, well, I'm not commenting on if I represent any of them or if I don't, but uh, I'm not aware of any other civil lawsuits that were filed against Mr. Cosby uh, in reference to any allegations that he drugged, sexually assaulted, or raped any other women. Um, but, um, you know, many accusers have gone public and have made statements. So I think uh, that's what's interesting. Certainly. Uh, given his profile, uh, given the state of 24-7 media, social media, et cetera, the tabloid nature of, of something, a case like this, can he get a fair trial? Well, you know, Mr. Cosby is going to argue that he can't get a fair trial because that's what high-profile defendants always argue. Uh, matter of fact, this week, uh, his attorney singled me out to be uh, attacking me, uh, which was kind of interesting because I wasn't even there. And as you point out, uh, I don't even represent the victim in the criminal case. But he, you know, they had some kind of strange allegation that this is all a racist, this is somehow a racist campaign against Mr. Cosby. Of course, I consider that a very des- desperate, if, if that's what he always got, is to try to attack me. Very pathetic. And, um, it, 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 and of course, I represent a number of African-American women who have made allegations against Mr. Cosby. I think these African-American women, they deserve a voice. Uh, they deserve uh, representation. And, you know, he's going to fight uh, uh, to, you know, put on any defenses he's going to. And I will make sure that I am going to be protective of my clients and fight to make sure that they're treated fairly. Certainly. And and I want to take a quick break here and hold you on that. But when we come back, I want to ask you, without breaking confidence of of any of the women you've spoken to, to give a picture of what they've been through, given that this is such a tabloid uh, type case and it's gotten so much uh, attention and notoriety. Uh, I think often people forget that there are very real people at the core of this uh, who have gone through an awful, awful lot. Uh, So we'll talk about that when we come back. I'm talking to Gloria Allred here, and you're listening to The Roy Green Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. You may have a comment or a question uh, for Ms. Allred, and you give us a call at 1-888-225-TALK or 416-870-6400. But before the break, Ms. Allred, I wanted to ask you, about what some of the women have been through, because I think it's easy to kind of cast some of them off as being complainers. Many of them have been, um, you know, just kind of cast aside as crazies. But but what have they gone through in this process in coming forward and being public about uh, the the allegations? Well, they've gone through quite a bit. Uh, I mean, in some cases, men, some of their friends and family didn't even know about what they had gone through. Uh, or their co-workers. And so, you know, they, they've they gone through quite a bit as, you know, as as people who care about them have contacted them and have been expressed their concern about them. 
And then, of course, you know, there's uh, there are some people who don't believe. I mean, they don't believe. There are 50, 60 women who've made allegations. I don't represent all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there are some people who don't believe 50 or 60 women making the allegations. You know, the real question is how many women have to make allegations before even one woman is believed? Um, so, uh, and so, you know, some people make very nasty comments on the Internet. Unfortunately, they don't know all the facts. Uh, and, and so they, they make comments based on a lack of knowledge about what is. What the good, the good thing is that these women have been very courageous. They become very empowered. It may be that some of them will be testifying under oath. And so it'll be for a jury to decide if they believe them or not or how much weight to give their testimony. The other thing is, you know, they've taken a lemon and some of them, and they're trying to make lemonade. In other words, they become active in trying to change the law in the United States. Uh, we have on the issues of, you know, how, how long a rape or sexual assault victim should have uh, to be able to go to law enforcement and, and, you know, the possibility of a prosecutor prosecuting. The case that is being prosecuted for Andrea in Pennsylvania is able to be prosecuted because there's a 12-year statute of limitations in Pennsylvania. So the prosecutor filed the case within the 12 years before the 12-year time limit, which is an arbitrary time limit set by law, a legal deadline. deadline. He, he filed it before the 12 years ran. Um, in California, that same case, it would be too late to file it when the prosecutor did because we have a 10-year statute of limitations in California. We are now working, and many accusers have been working, and some have testified, to change the law in California so that there's no time limit uh, on the ability of a prosecutor to file a case. I, I wrote an article that was published in the L.A. Times about 10 days ago in the opinion section in the Los Angeles Times uh, that there should not be a time limit, essentially, uh, on the on on prosecution of rape and sexual assault. That's now on the governor's desk. Mm-hmm. Some of the accusers, as I say, testified in California before legislative commis- committees. Some testified in Colorado and Nevada before legislative committees, and I testified there as well. And we were with the governors of those states when they signed into law uh, bills that would lengthen the statute of limitations in those states for criminal prosecution of those crimes. Here we're trying to eliminate it, and we're asking and urging Governor Brown, governor of California, to sign the bill into law. He has until the end of this month, September 28th, to make that decision. I met in the governor's office on Tuesday in Sacramento with some of his top advisors, urging them to urge him to sign the bill and making legal arguments as to why it should be signed. I don't know what the governor will do. I do know that many of the accusers are just very proud of them for having, uh, you know, worked to get this bill passed and, and having testified. That took courage, and uh, I'm going to give them a lot of credit if this bill is signed into law. Yeah, look, I've covered many sexual assault cases, and uh, watching those who get on the stand, uh, it's quite painful. And uh, what these people go through, men or women, uh, is very, very, I mean, their whole lives are ripped apart. I'm not sure if people understand that. These women have come forward and are letting their identity be known. And there's no question, Miss Allred, that Andrea Constance's life, as she knows it, is going to be exposed. Everything will come out. Well, that, you know, uh, yeah, I will have to see how much the defense tries to put in probably everything that they can. 
uh, but we'll see what the court will permit and what will be objected to and, you know, whether those objections will be sustained. Having said that, I agree with you. She's going to have to brace herself and be prepared for a very rigorous cross-examination by the defense. Um, it will be brutal. And, um, but she's demonstrated an enormous amount of courage to date, and I have every confidence that she will, you know, be able to take the stand, uh, that she, you know, her duty is to testify under oath truthfully. Uh, I have every reason to believe that's what she'll do. And um, and that's so it's going to be a very, very interesting case. Is there a chance that he can settle and or is there anything he can do to get this out of the courts or is it in the prosecution's hand? It really it's not Andrea's case because this is a criminal case. That would be a case on behalf of the people of Pennsylvania versus Mr. Cosby. Uh, She is the complaining witness, the key prosecution witness in the case. But it's not her case, technically. Right. So that means that can she, you know, she really, you know, if Mr. Cosby and the prosecution at some point want to discuss the entry of a plea by Mr. Cosby to something less than that he's, he's charged with, they could do so. Uh, and they could do so without the consent of Andrea and without her involvement. Having said that, my experience with prosecutors for 40 years has been the prosecutors, especially in a high-profile case, will be very sensitive to the, to the alleged victim and will want to speak with her about what her feelings would be if, if they were to offer a plea. So while it won't be conclusive, uh, conclusive determination you know, as to whatever her feelings are, they certainly, I think in this case, wouldn't want to do anything that would be inconsistent with what she would want. Stay tuned. Ms. Allred, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. You've been listening to Gloria Allred uh, here talking about this case that's coming up. And no doubt, like Michael Jackson, like O.J. Simpson, this case will be enormous. And given the 24-7 news cycle and social media, it'll be one of those cases that everyone is talking about. I'm Alex Pearson. You've been listening, and you are listening to The Roy Green Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be right back.